if you buy the CD, you can get the original. <laughs> Not even buy it. If you just take one from me. <laughs> if you want one, hit me up. You don't even have to stop. I'll just wing it in your car. <laughs> Welcome to episode 62 of the Bay Shed Podcast. My name is Ryan Roberts. www.thebayshed.com. That's right, folks. Not only is this a podcast, but it is also a resource to learn from the legends. I have bass transcriptions. For upright and electric bass there, you can search by the bass player that was transcribed. I'm also bundling them. So uh, recently released was Soul Volume 1, which is a collection of soul bass lines from Motown and Memphis, uh, covering bass lines from James Jamerson, Bob Babbitt, Tommy Cogbill, and Donald Duck Dunn. I'm putting the finishing touches on Funk Volume 1, which is a collection of James Brown bass lines. You can't speak about funk music without talking about the guy that created it, right? So Volume 1 is definitely James Brown. Simultaneously, I'm finishing up a collection of jazz upright solos. In that collection will be Dave Holland, Scott LaFaro, Eddie Gomez, Charlie Hayden, Ray Brown, Oscar Pettiford. Uh, honestly, my favorite, Jimmy Blanton, is going to be in there. If you've listened to the podcast before, you you know I'm a, I'm a big, big Jimmy Blanton fan. Um, so he's going to be in there. Of course, he has to be. Uh, so stop by www.thebayshed.com for more information. LemurMusic.com. Everything you need for the double bass can be found at LemurMusic.com. Not only is it a wealth of resources and accessories and bases for the double bassist. Uh, but Lemur Music is doing amazing work with the community and with education programs. And it is a great company to support. LemurMusic.com, everything you need for the double bass. TrickfishAmps.com. I've been playing their preamps, the Minnow and the Trillobite. The Minnow is a single channel preamp. The Trillobite is a dual channel preamp and a B-Box. I think they're amazing. I can't. I love these preamps. Stop by TrickFishAmps.com. Enter the promo code THEBASSHED, all one word, for 10% off. TrickFishAmps.com. Tsunami Cables, hands down the best cables on the market and my favorite cables on the market. They come with a lifetime guarantee, which, I mean, come on, think about it. How many times <laughs> have you bought, like, another 10-foot cable? You don't have to do that anymore. Just buy a Tsunami Cable. TsunamiCables.com. Stop by, use the promo code THEBASESHED, all one word, for 10% off. On the show is guitar player, composer, arranger, and educator Ian Robbins. I've known Ian for quite a few years. We met playing jazz gigs around Los Angeles. Ian also teaches at Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California, and he'll talk a little bit about that. As a composer, I mainly know the jazz tunes he's written that he's brought to the gigs before. Uh, I really like his writing. I also knew that Ian had a punk band, and that was something he's really passionate about. I didn't know much about that band, so Ian and I ch chat about his punk band. The name of that band is Get Out TM. We also talk a little bit about punk music history, which is not something, which is also not something 
I know a lot about. Uh, Ian, <laughs> Ian's going to tell some stories about the DIY album release process and uh, things he's encountered with that, which are kind of funny and crazy stories. Um, and I always like hearing how people are are getting their their DIY projects out into the world. So it was fun to hear from Ian about that. Ian and I talk about pursuing two very different styles of music. He's spent a lot of time practicing and pursuing jazz, and also he's got this punk project um, that... You know, they're, they're two very different things to me. And so I wanted to know how those connected for him and where those connect for him. And so we discussed that. And that was very interesting. Uh, Ian is a good friend of mine. I always enjoy hanging and playing music with him. And I'm finally, I'm glad it worked out to finally get him on the podcast. Uh, all that being said, here's, here's my talk with guitar player, composer, arranger, educator. And I think it's fair to say tattoo enthusiast. Ian Robbins. How you been, man? I've been all right. Yeah? Yeah. I'm like so uh, excited for the bad idea you had to let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be the first one today. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's because we're doing a two-parter. Like, oh, yeah. what's the other part? I don't know. I don't oh, know. you don't know. Okay. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start. What? Uh, tell me about your punk band, because I don't know that much about your punk band. All right. Well, first of all, actually, let's start with this, because I brought my bass for show and tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. I'm sure people just listening okay. are going to love. Uh, what am I looking at here? This is a... Uh, I believe a 1997 American Deluxe. Okay, looks about right. It's a P bass with like this uh, active pickup that sucks, so I never have it on. <laughs> but at least it's got like the really uh, hard to get out battery thing. Yeah. Where you have to get the screws out, and they're so all this, stripped. So this <laughs> is not. So, no, so you're not endorsed by Fender then. <laughs> <laughs> Diodario, though. I got my Diodario strings on there. got my right. Diodario different. But, That's good. So this is what I used to, because I write, I don't play bass in the band, but I write the bass parts. Okay. So this is what I used to, to write all their stuff. But, um, uh, should I make a guitar player joke or a punk bass player joke? Yeah. Too many options. I have too many options do, right let's now. Let's do uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, punk bass player joke. Why do you have the other three strings on there? <laughs> You should only what you just need an E, right? Yeah, well, uh, actually, our band is uh, it's not maybe not what you think. It's actually no, I know. Hard. That's I actually want to know about it. Yeah, so it's actually like uh, I I probably I use the bass when I write in the punk stuff to make it like uh, more melodic. Sure. Right. So um, the bass play like the bass is pretty active in the band. Okay. It's not just the it's not uh, when people think punk, they're thinking like Ramones, but that's not more, yeah. more like uh, like skate punk, which is it's pretty some pretty cool baseboards, a lot of lines and stuff. Okay. Um. So and then chords, like it, there's there's chords in, in some of the stuff that the bass is doing. Really. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. So I used to have a a different bass player um, that was having a hard time with it. So now. I have a converted guitar player okay. playing bass, but it kind of works because, like, I'm a guitar player writing bass parts. Right. 
Right. So it kind of works a little better because it's kind of a little more along the lines of like how, because like most punk bass players are just like the worst guitar player in the band. Sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, it kind of works out. So like that style has evolved, like the skate punk style um, has evolved because it's like, yeah, mostly guitar players playing bass. So you get a lot more lines. Yeah. Okay. So skate know. punk, does this come out of like, a West Coast punk movement, or yeah, is this so like this a very like California a, brand of punk? Yeah, this is like a SoCal uh, style. So, like, I guess the uh, man, I, I'm bad at my history. Like, Bad Religion kind of started okay. like the melodic skate punk kind of thing okay. on their album called Suffer. Um, so it was. I mean, but I mean, there's like a whole there's a whole thing, and punk people will yell at me for probably getting it wrong but <laughs> whatever <laughs> if there's one thing that uh punk enthusiasts love to do is to tell you what what's not punk yeah, right. <laughs> sure, well, yeah. <laughs> so i'm confused but um but yeah so it starts with bad religion but like the band that we emulate the most is no effects okay and so their their front man is the bass player he sings and plays bass oh really yeah so his, his name's fat mike and he's like He's a really good bass player. Like he's not trained, but like he does some pretty crazy stuff. Um, so fat because, fat Mike is the new bass player in. No, in he's the bass player of this band called No FX. Oh right, okay, right. I knew right. that. Yeah. So, um, but he like so kind of like his style is almost like a Paul McCartney esque approach at times really? to punk bass playing. Yeah, All so right. it's very. Like a lot of, a lot of, I mean, there's, of course there's moments of roots, but there's a lot of like melodic parts. There's chordal parts hmm. that go on at times. Um, and he, yeah, so he's a pick player and he uses a very light pick. Like he's got, he's got some videos out now. So he uses like a super thin pick, but because of that he can, and he does like all uh, upstrokes. Only up? Oh, yeah, he's, like, very primarily upstroke-based, which is really weird, right? That's counterintuitive. Because yeah. Just because of your physical stance, you know, while playing with the pick, like, you want to go <laughs> right. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't, the know, whole I don't know thing. where that came from, but because of that, like, it's, like, it's got some pretty, like, interesting stuff going on. Um, and then... Uh, so, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of like the influence that I have based on, you know, same, same kind of thing. So, um, so in our band, I really try to use the bass, like as a third melody instrument at times. Yeah. Right. So, um, especially like, so that, that way, like the gu guitars can kind of like, you know, just, just provide the, uh, the root motion with the power chords and stuff like that. And then the bass can kind of you know, explore a little more in the upper range of the instrument. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, nice. What's uh, the name of the band? What's the name the of the band? The band's called Get Out. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we're working on our eighth album right now. Wow. How long have you been a band? <laughs> How long has the band the been there? Because the personnel has obviously changed. The personnel has changed. I, you know, I've been doing this band since... I kind of don't want to reveal how old I am, but <laughs> I was a kid in like 1993, I guess would be like the origins of the band. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, we were not, a, so when I was in junior high, when I started this, it wasn't really a punk band. We were whatever. Like, yeah. Whatever, we tried to do everything. Um, 
So it really like kind of settled in around like the late nineties is when I actually even later than that, maybe like 2000. The album we have in 2002 is kind of like the, the second album we did called better than the last one. Was it? Or were you just yeah, kind of like no, bullshit? Like, the yeah. first one's called their self-titled debut album. It's horrible. <laughs> no one can listen to it. It's not available on the internet. It's Dude, that's, that's the nature of debut albums. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute garbage. Um, I'm embarrassed it exists. Unfortunately, it only exists on CD, which no one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? what is that? Anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> I think you would have a better chance of someone owning a cassette player. Yeah, at this point, yeah. There's yeah. actually like we have a a gym here at the at the apartment complex I live at, and they have a there's like this defunct cassette player in there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I was like, if I ever need a cassette player, I know where. where <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> But uh, it's the same thing. Like, I don't have any CDs anymore. I mean, just like I don't have any cassettes. So I, I have no use for any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so then this is an interesting question. How do you go about uh, distributing your new records? Right. So so the last one, I the okay, so back in the day when we would release albums, the breakdown, you know, we're a DIY band. Yeah. We don't have any, no one's paying for it except for ourselves. Uh, <laughs> So the breakdown like back in the day in like 2000s is a thousand CDs would cost you just a, like a hundred dollars more than getting a hundred CDs. Yeah. Right. So it's like, all right, we'll just get the, right. Let me just have more in my garage. Right. Well, I, yeah. At that time, you know, you're optimistic. People were still buying those things, <laughs> yeah, right. but yeah, now it's become like, um, just boxes of boxes of shit. So every time I move, I'm reminded of my failures. <laughs> A heavy reminder. There, there we go. That's going to be part two of the podcast. <laughs> we nailed it. All right. Yeah, just 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 a massive reminder of, of failure. Uh, but at least it's heavy and like there's nowhere to put them. Right. So I'm actually like just kind of like when I moved the last time, I, I had a guy helping me move from a moving company out I, I was like man can you just throw these out because really i had nowhere to put them and no one buys them anyways right so he's like well actually you can take them to amoeba and they recycle them i was like perfect okay yeah so that's what's become i didn't get rid of all of them but so i have the first uh the first album we have a thousand the second one we didn't even duplicate mm-hmm. which is just like we would just burn cds for the yeah, second yeah. one that's very punk rock <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. <laughs> um, the third one we did a thousand, the fourth one we did a thousand, and then that, that gets us to around the next one I did was probably came out in 2010, I want to say. Okay, and at that point, you can get a hundred, and it wasn't like the, the break, like they had figured it out, so you didn't have to get a thousand for like right to make it cost effective. So, uh, after after 2010. I only made a hundred copies of each CD. Um, and this next one we do, I'm not going to make any. It's just yeah. like, I cannot sell these things. I can't even give them to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave them a, this guy was really into our band. And I was like, you know, I, I can't sell this thing. Here you go. You want a CD? He's yeah. like, cool, cool. 
I think my old PlayStation will play this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'll have to go, you know, find that in the garage and plug yeah. that in. <laughs> and just bundle them as a set of four, man. Like, here, have a set of coasters. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the so, yeah, don't is your table wobbly? Yeah. Right. Get it out. Speaking of tables. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to be moving soon. You got one? Um, I have yours. I can't get it back, though. It's my only one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I need this. Do you really so, need it? No, I don't need it. Um, <laughs> so what What have you, have you decided on something? Like, I've heard about Bandcamp is a thing. Oh, so is we've been Bandcamp? doing a... There's two of them. There's Bandcamp and then there's another one. Uh, that um, I always get mixed up with Bandcamp. Bandcamp. SoundCloud? It wasn't that one. It was something where you can, like, upload your artwork and all your stuff. And, I like, I set it up. I, I have an account. I just can't think of what it is. Okay, so there's a few. There's a the one I use is CD Baby. Okay, I've heard about that one quite um, a bit. There's also DistroKid. DistroKid and yeah. something else. Uh, TuneCore, I think, is one mm-hmm. of them. Right. Um, so I usually go through CD Baby, um, but they are. I, I would. I don't want to say their customer si- service is bad because it's non-existent okay <laughs> <laughs> right right they would actually have to service the customer in some capacity right right you can't be bad like if there's no. like not even any customer service at all no that's a very understanding approach to uh, a shitty company yeah um so like i like like their their deal is good compared to the other ones like because uh some of them i forget which is which but i think one of them tune core maybe you have to pay uh, a yearly fee. Okay. To, Just to uh, exist. Yeah. So for so each album you do or whatever, you have to pay like whatever. It's not much. It's like ten bucks a year or whatever. I, I don't call me on that price. It might be thirty bucks a year. It's probably something like that. Yeah. But then you know, say you have something like we do. Like we have an album that came out in two thousand three, right? And no one's really, you know not many people are are going to look back and back and back and back. So if you want to keep that up, you have to keep paying for this album that you're probably not even generating that much money on. Right. Anymore. Right. Unless so you were deep. like going to promote your back catalog specifically. Right. You know, like buy the new record, you know, get 50% off the last one or something. Sure. Yeah. You, I mean, you could do that. So, I mean, but, but the CD baby one is like, you pay a flat rate and it's up forever. Yeah. Okay. That's what's cool about it. Um, and, and it's not that much. I think, uh, wait, uh, I think it's like a hundred bucks, I think for an album. Um, if you do the premium thing and then there's a cheaper option and stuff to upload it. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, and then they distribute it to every uh, iTunes, Spotify, yeah, everything. Um, but the 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 downside of that was that our last album, being as our band is called Get Out, there's over the years a bunch of other Get Outs have sprung up. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's all kinds of them. Uh, and so, Dude, our, I mean, it's kind of ironic then. Because then the process would be you'd have to like send them a message like, hey, you know, we got the band name, like, you know, actually right. get out. And then they're, then they're living the band name and then they're all punk. And um, the uh, I wish I had my 
album in front of me. Our latest album is a, the cover is just a rant against these other bands. That's why I did the <laughs> album was to tell them to fuck off. All right. Right. So, so that's, that's our album cover. Like, I, how do you, I, how do you, how would they know if, if one of those band guys heard this record, how would they know you're talking to them? Did, says, did you like call them out by name or lead singer? Like it says, hey, here, I have here. I'm going to read you the, uh, I found, I found the cover. I'm going to read the, uh, this is our la- latest album cover. It says, hey, other get outs on iTunes and Spotify. How about doing some research before naming your band Get Out? Because as you can see, we were here first. We've held this moniker since 1994 when we were kids and we haven't changed it. Sure, we've gone, we've been gone for a little while, but we're back, back from the dead, back from the dead to destroy you lazy motherfuckers. Did it not once occur to anyone in your terrible band at any point to check the vast, unlimited, and most importantly, free resource known as the internet to see if maybe you were late to the party on this name, like 24 years late? Like see the little TM sign in the corner? Trade bar, bitch, your get out band sucks. That's our album cover. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wrote a whole album and like the songs aren't about that at all. But that I just was like, I need to write an album because I was so tired of our stuff getting pushed down and pushed down because who's ever released the newest thing goes to the top. Right. So, yeah, so, so I did an album. Uh, you know, uh, in very uh, curvy style out of spite. Did you? Oh, yeah, of course. That's come on. That's all. That's, that's all, all music is, is right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Spite and jealousy. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. Music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what your podcast should be called. <laughs> all right. All right. I probably have to Google how to spell jealousy. Yeah, it's a, it's no. a tough one. You'll get yeah, the red is. squiggle if it's wrong. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but anyway, so what happens after that? We release this album, and uh, they put it in the wrong band's Get Out. Phone, really? Yeah. Now, do you so, have the name uh, copywritten or trademarked? or? It's got you- a little TM next to it. Well, I mean, so it's, I mean, did you put that there? Is it officially trademarked? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> just, just sue him. Just sue him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There, there was a a long time ago. Man, like maybe like I don't even remember how long. Like twenty years ago, someone like actually sent me an email like saying like, "Oh, our band's called Get Out. You need to. We're gonna send a lawyer after you if you don't call it that." I was like, our band's called Get Out TM because the TM is really small. The, yeah. Where I was like, go ahead and try to sue it. I'll just say it's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard from them, them again after that. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyhow, so our album is released with this cover on the wrong Get Out's page. So in a way, they have no choice but to read that now. <laughs> 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 so it kind of accidentally worked perfectly. Yeah, and it's still up. Like so, and is, it, this is, is this CD Baby that did that? Yeah, this is my problem with. So CD they actually Baby. have amazing customer service. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, they, well, if it was intentional, sure. Yeah, it's also like they've got us under metal for this album, which is not <laughs> at all a metal band. Anyone who likes metal and hears this will be very angry. Um. 
Because you know there's good songs. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so so anyway, so I try to contact CD Baby. So so first, like our album is up for a week, and then iTunes removes it. Okay. Because we use the word iTunes on the cover. Apparently, you can't use iTunes on the cover. That's weird. So, so they they took it off. Spotify was cool. Spotify kept it up, even though but, it did say Spotify. Yeah, but who's who's this guy or woman sitting at a desk, like reviewing every record company, or I mean, not record company, but record cover? Obviously, there's not. It goes through some algorithm and it reads iTunes in there. But that it just doesn't make sense. Who yeah, cares? I mean, like that's someone's job. Someone's job is to to find that, but not to fix this problem of us being on the wrong page. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 anyway so they take it down so like they can't figure out why it's been taken down that's the first problem i have so i'm like what's up with this like i'm paying for this distribution why yeah. is it taken down after a week all right finally they figure it out oh it violates the terms and conditions of itunes because you can't say itunes on the cover which I may have read <laughs> when I submitted it. Hold on. Well, did you come back to it? Like, did you use a TM? Yeah. Let me tell you about this TM, guys. Yeah, I, didn't yeah. see, I didn't see a TM. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I may have noticed that, but I was like, <laughs> like, I, like you said, I didn't think there was going to be anyone actually checking <laughs> yeah, our, of course our of course unknown so. band's album. To, like, <laughs> to make sure. All right. So anyway, so whatever. The algorithm got it. So maybe like, I forget how long it took. It took like a very long time, maybe six months to get the album back because we changed the co- cover. Okay. So we changed it to just like, instead of saying iTunes and Spotify, digital music services or something, yeah. I forget, something like that. Um, so eventually, like six months later, they put it back up with the new cover, but still on the wrong band's page with the wrong genre of music man can you have an alternate record cover where one of these rants is aimed at itunes <laughs> like <laughs> just all these different covers yeah i mean like yeah so well i mean whoever if you buy the cd you can get the original <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll have to sell that with a cd player because yeah, yeah. no one has one or not even buy it if you just take one from me <laughs> <laughs> If you want one, yeah, you can have it for free if you drive over to my place yeah, and yeah, pick it up. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to stop, I'll just wing it in your car. <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah, so so uh, you know, so it's on the wrong band. So it's kind of annoying because they're putting like I mean, while it's funny because the bands have to read it, it's also annoying because I can't show it to anybody because it's impossible to find. right so if someone wants to find it like spotify is totally fine we've got the verification the blue check mark on spotify everything is perfect it's only our stuff on our spotify page but yeah uh i guess it's apple music it's not itunes is it um but apple music yeah totally messed up um and so i'm emailing cd baby customer service oh can you uh can you get this uh fixed you know like so the automated response is someone will be with you in four to six weeks. Okay. Okay, so like eight weeks goes by and no one responds. So you send another email where you get the same automated four to six weeks 
response. And I tried that for like a year and a half. Oh my God. And I gave up. I'm like, I guess it's just going to be in this other band's page then. Wow. Yeah. And you'd think they wouldn't want it there because it's calling them out specifically. Right. <laughs> yeah. so, so you'd assume they were. I wonder if they even know. Too. Huh? I wonder if they even know. They'd have to know if they ever looked at their own page, it's going to be like right up towards the beginning. Cause it's one of the more recent ones. But it, anyway, so the moral of the story is our next album that's coming out is called The Violation of Terms and Conditions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, what's, what's going on this cover? That that's a good question. Got any ideas? Like I can't think I of any. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Um, I mean, are we, a, is this aimed right at Apple Music? There's a song about Apple on the okay. album called Rotten Apple. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if they figure that out. Hopefully they don't listen to your <laughs> <They> podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just tell them you'll get back to them in four to six weeks yeah, yeah. and then don't yeah, touch yeah. it. And don't answer them in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's this, there's a song about Apple. That was, it must have been like one of the first ones I wrote because I was so furious about how <laughs> possible they are. I mean, and that's, you know, on top of their, you know, overly priced products that. Apple? Yeah, that we can't not use because. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about us. Apple Music, but yeah, they're probably. Just Apple in general, yeah. Are you are you an Apple guy or are you an Android guy? No, I'm stuck. They got me. Yeah, once, you're, once you do one, you're kind of in it forever. Yeah, so I've got my, my iMac here. Here's my iPhone. Here's my iPad. Yeah. But I hate this company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But every time you have to airdrop something, you're like, oh, I kind of love that. Yeah, That's I mean, amazing. Yeah, I mean, they, it's like Amazon. Yeah, no. Right? I know. It's like it's it's evil. It's horrible. But man, it's so leaving my house to get something. Perfect. I know. And yeah, in two yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. Forget it. <laughs> Prices are good. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it is ruined. I think Amazon and internet shopping has ruined the consumer because. I remember back in the day when you would just you would need something and you'd go to the store and you picked from what they had. Right. Now it's like I only want this one thing. I'm gonna go track it down. Right. You can get what you whatever you need. Whatever you want. It's like, okay, I absolutely love that, but only if this part was brown. Let me right. go find a you know, this one specific thing. But is it's it's so bizarre now. They're like, I won't buy something unless it's exactly what I have in my mind. And I started thinking about it, like, where did that come from? And the only right. thing I can think is, like, it had to have come from all the Amazon stuff where I can just, like, find the perfect thing. If only there was something like that for girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this part out, aren't I? <laughs> no, no. I absolutely think that's how people approach dating apps. Yeah. Oh, it's there's like oh yeah, man, she's yeah. hot, but only if she like was also blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. No, no it's all because that's all dating apps are is internet yeah. shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I'm, I'm gonna be miserable forever. I think <laughs> we're really to the of this. <laughs> this is why I'm dying alone. I don't know. No, that's the good part. That's the silver lining on it all. Yeah. Who wants okay. to marry somebody? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, everything's got to be exactly perfect. It's got to I mean, be right. say, Dude, think about it this. It's the same with recording, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? Everything's got to be perfect. 
or it's unacceptable. Right. You can just punch in or like com- make it to be this one completely perfect, unnatural thing. Yeah. That can never be duplicated. Right. And you'll never be satisfied with your live performance. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Hence the spite and jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're jealous of your own recording. <laughs> I know. But like, man, I wish I sound like that. Well, it's your yeah. record. I know. But. <laughs> Yeah, but but in order to remain competitive in any of these, any of these fields, you have to like try to maintain this unrealistic standard. Yeah, I remember. So I did a record. I don't know if I told. When was the last time I saw you? Uh, when we did the gig with Dan at the uh, the outdoor place. place? Yeah, somewhere I forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember when that was. I remember the gig. That was couple months ago, probably. Uh, so I did my own record at the end of September. Okay. And I remember thinking, well, I remember the guys there were talking about that, that uh, Matheny and Schofield did a record. I believe the one they're talking about is called I Can See Your House From Here. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with that one. Which I like that record. I don't know if they did another record that the dudes I don't think the- so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. But as these guys told the story, uh, Matheny and Schofield cut it all live. Then Matheny took took it and did overdubbed everything. Oh, really? So all Matheny's parts are overdubbed. And some of the dudes uh, at the session were at my session. were talking shit about it. You know, like, ah, I'm like, ah, whatever. Like Matheny has like, I don't know, 30 Grammys or something, you know, like it's a business. It's it's a business. He's uh, making a CD or a record is like making a movie. Like it's not it's not the theater. It's not a live, not a live experience. So like, I mean, yeah, there's that musician ego thing that's like, I have to nail it one take. But who cares? Like, just right. Release it. It's a it's a product. More people are going to hear the record than will ever see anybody live. And the average, the average human that listens to music doesn't care how it got there. No, or right. about Schofield or Ruthenian in general. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> or or jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, wasted time and energy, Pat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So it's yeah. So it's kind of like you're always like straddling that like that line of like what what are you making right what's what are you creating are you creating this like uh finished product are you creating like the aspect of people hearing how you got there like did you watch the the beatles thing no i haven't yet i haven't yet so like that's kind of cool for me, because you get to see them like sitting there writing the songs and how the songs evolve and like their right. process and stuff. That's super cool to hear. And then when they did that album, like a lot of it was just live. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's little out of tune notes and there's little mistakes, but it sounds cool. Cause like there's a vibe, right? <clears throat> you know what's funny is like uh, a couple things on that topic. One is, Yes, I agree with you. I like the imperfections on a record. Like, I'm totally cool with it. But those would never pass today. Could you imagine doing a session and then, like, any little thing is as sloppy as the Beatles were sloppy or the Stones or any iconic band? 
there's no way they would let it slide. Oh, but yeah. that same engineer producer is going to love the records that has the imperfections. Right. So like so, you love it, you love it when it's happen. on. You love it when it's on someone else's record. <laughs> right. Your name's <laughs> right. not associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I mean, don't you think that like, cause for me, like I wouldn't want any mistakes on there. Cause yeah, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to cringe every time. Yeah. I'm too way insecure to let that out. Into yeah, the world. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, when someone else does it, like you can forgive them. It's, it's okay. Jimi Hendrix. I know. Yeah. Wrong, yeah you're back. fine. You're fine. Yeah, but you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's always funny to me. The second is I did a record with Jeff Emmerich who engineered the white album and uh, Abbey Road it was four of them revolver. I think for the late ones and like that dude in the studio, that's all he listened for was just vibe and overall feel. And there's some, there's some not perfect moments on that record, but it didn't, he didn't care because he wasn't listening or trying to achieve perfection. He was trying to kind of achieve the capture of this, the song experience and the human experience of the song. And I think it's a uh, different way of listening that maybe came from the older generation. Right. But I, I mean, I teach like at MI, I teach the songwriting and production program. So I work with like a lot of 20 year olds. Right. Mm -hmm. And all they know is perfect. Right. Right. Which and is they, so inaccurate. Yeah. All, that's all they know. So when they hear like older music, they're just not into it. Right. And one of the reasons was like, I talked to this one student I have and he's like, Oh, it's the production. I don't like the production. I'm like, well, they didn't have like, <laughs> you know, like you have to understand they couldn't do what they're doing now. Right. It just didn't exist. That technology didn't exist, but he just won't, he doesn't want to hear it. Like his ear is like, here's one thing. It accepts the one perfect perfection way of listening. I mean, I wonder how much of that is just generational, too, that he rejects it because it's not relevant to his generation. I mean, yeah, I think that that's a big part of it. Um, but I mean, I assume there's younger people that like older stuff as well. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of students that walk in with Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin T-shirts on. Those bands aren't perfect. Okay. You know? No, so, no, no. Yeah, I guess it depends on like this dude likes uh some band called Altered Bridge. Have you ever heard of this? No, Altered Bridge. Alter Bridge, maybe. Alter Bridge. Yeah, it's like a. He calls it metal, but I don't really call it metal. It's more like a just boring. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't say it's metal so much as. No, I mean like think of it. It's like, like, like West Coast pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> think of okay, so think of like uh like a a really long, like heavy Alice and Chain song. Okay. But it doesn't that's never catchy really. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, I mean I mean it's cool. Like and it, yeah, and like the playing is good and the production is great and the singing is really good. Like I don't think of Alice in Chains as metal, do you? Like no, I'm not no, like, like to me it sounds more, it's more like maybe Alice in Chains isn't the, the I mean, they were on the alternative radio when I was growing up. So I just think of them all as alternative cuz that's in yeah. the 90s that's what we called all of it. Like Right. Uh Alice in Chains to Red Hot Chili Peppers to you know Toad the Wet Sprockets, Silver Chair. Right. You know, like so all, yeah, yeah, they were all just alternative. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so that, that's not a that's not a good comparison, actually. Um, something more recent, like uh, what's that band everyone hates? Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. So like, kind of like that, because it's like that kind of production, <clears throat> but without like the pop element, maybe that Nickelback has of like someone's got to like this somewhere. Uh, it's yeah. kind of interesting because it's like complicated. You know, like there's odd meter stuff, and it's okay theatrical, and it's like like. What I'm hearing is it doesn't sound bad. I just don't get any like any emotional connection to this music. Sure, sure. But he, this, this dude is like so into. It. I, this always fascinates me, like what people are drawn to, because the most fascinating part about music to me is like you will never write a song that everyone likes. It's not possible. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm it, trying to now think of songs that are so wildly, widely widely accepted across uh you yeah, know like so many everybody like oh not yeah, everybody everybody like like uh bohemian rhapsody maybe the closest that's a good yeah maybe but like if someone who's into hip-hop is not gonna but okay like take like take bohemian rhapsody out of wayne's world would you have known about this song? <laughs> no, that's where I learned about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they got a whole new thing just because yeah. of wayne's world yeah uh, and then, like, all right, so uh, on the same token, don't stop believing because of that show Glee. Oh, is it on Glee? Well, I, mean, I, I, I hate mean, the song just because you have to play it like every casual ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but that that's where it, that's why like people that are younger than us know this song. Sure, it's like when Adele did the um, the tune by The Cure, and everybody thought it was Adele. Yeah, like yeah. it's just re redone for a new generation. I mean, yeah, I, and I'm guilty of this in the '90s when I was listening to my Dr. Dre and my Tupac and like all these groups they were coming up with. I thought these guys were oh yeah, none of that was theirs. None of that was theirs. Yeah, not one thing. No, <laughs> but, no. but I, you know, being 15 or whatever, I gave them all the credit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and oh, that's really all that matters because like every 20 years, there's a generation of people that never heard anything. Was I know. Before and you just recycle it. Over that's all. And over. That's all. It all of it is. It's just yeah. regurgitated stuff. So, when do you think the last decade of original original music occurred? Oh, is, to me, it's the nineties. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with that too. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I no. think of it because the internet. Then you can have it all, and mm-hmm. everything in our society is part of fusing together. And so it's no longer about like people in places anymore. And like hearing, like I liked country from the nineties too. Uh, I liked so much music from the nineties, all the hip hop stuff, all the rock stuff. It was very specific to each group and band. Right. Telling their story. And now like everybody's just got the same story because everybody is tied to the same internet and the same apps and the same things that dictate our culture. And yeah, the whole like just the whole way that music was distributed and the way you learned about music was on the radio, right? Yeah, right. Right. So that's like, I mean, that's that's the biggest difference is that you went from learning about stuff that was getting played on the radio, and now it's like you're saturated with everything. I don't even know. Like, I know where to find new music, but I don't even know how to start looking. It's so right. It's so much. I don't know, like, what to watch on TV. It's so much. I don't know what <laughs> what yeah. a new movie is. Like, it's so much. It's mm-hmm. just like, ugh. 
Yeah, which is, which is good and bad, of course, because, you know, like it gives more people opportunity. Sure. But then it also waters down the quality. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like my, you know, when, when we were coming up as a band trying to get signed, it was like so frustrating because like you couldn't get anyone's attention because like the people in charge, you know, no one, no one wanted to hear it. You know, and now it's like, all right, well, now everyone can hear your music, but how do you get them to listen to it? Right. But then it just seems like, I mean, you're against the world with like, hey, 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 check me yeah, out yeah, over yeah. here. I'm doing yeah, this Yeah, everyone's thing. doing it. Yeah. And everyone's got a garage band on their computer and everyone's a SoundCloud rapper. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and just in addition to getting new ears on your stuff, like. Yeah. It's pretty daunting. Have you, uh, have you ever hired a publicist or any kind of managerial folks no i gave up a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a shell of myself and, uh, bumping out power chords like, i'm, I'm ne- you know like what the kind of music i do is not popular yeah punk and jazz <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's really hard and no one respects it so yeah. that's what i've chosen for my <laughs> yeah, life <laughs> I've chosen to alienate myself <laughs> yeah. from everyone. And I wish, you know, I wish I could get into some more popular styles, but this is what I like. No. So I was just like, you know what? I, I just do it because it. I I need to do this. I need this creative outlet. I hope people like it, but I can't, you know, if they right. don't, whatever, you know, like I'll, I'll go to my grave with, with a shred of integrity. All right. Well, that's, that's fine. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't like need all of it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just do it because this is what I love to do. And uh, that's, that's all I need. All right. So how, where's the, where's the middle ground between jazz and punk for you? <laughs> Those are two very... Where's the middle ground? I can like the what what is it about each genre that attracted you to it? Because one is a highly academic. Oh, I see. What I, mean, you I do. I do think that there is a lot of common ground to them both. OK, I get I get your question. Oh, that, that I mean, I think jazz fundamentally was a rebellious music. I mean, if you yeah. really get into it, it wasn't it wasn't what uh, people may think of it as this like high society. You wear a tux. And you're playing jazz in the background like it was, you know, it was pimps and prostitutes and drug addicts right. all rebelling against oppression. You know what? Okay. That, now that I really think about that, I think it is the fact that, like, no one likes it. Oh, just so to be like, a contrarian? Kind of like exclusive, right? Yeah, okay. Like, I feel like, uh, like, that because that's the punk thing. The punk thing is, like, it's not supposed to be for everybody. Right. Right. So like the people that are into it, like have more of a connection with each other. Mm-hmm. It's very it's much more specific. Sure. Then, you know, than that. So and jazz has become that. Yeah. Right. So like the, the people that you encounter are more passionate, I guess, about the music itself. Yeah. I feel like jazz is like punk with a heavy dose of entitlement. <laughs> 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 That's what I think it is. And longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Instead of a two minute thirty four second song, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna take a five. Yeah, minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz song is like thirty two measures that last for twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And then the tenor player is done. <laughs> yeah. um, and that that's kind of funny because like so like our punk songs like average about two minutes long, right? Right. But because they're so fast, they're real. They're full songs. They're just sure. going like everything's going by a lot faster, so they yeah. just don't take as long. But it's still like the same amount of work to write a punk song as it would anything else, just because it's now, just going by faster. Moving, moving along at that those tempos, uh, it seems like you get stuck into like the same kind of bag of tricks when you're writing. Like these things work at this tempo. Yeah, so, this so you've heard, you have heard my music. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard one punk song in '97, <laughs> and then I'm like, I got it, I got you it, got all. it. I, I've seen it all. You're right. You can say the same thing for jazz, though. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fly me to the moon? I totally understand culture. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So there it's all you the go. Same. Yeah. There's a melody. There's a bunch of bullshit. There's a melody. <laughs> Who knows what the hell's the drummers doing so, back there? The, yeah, with the, with the punk stuff, the bullshit and the melody happen simultaneously. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, with jazz, it's the bullshit and the entitlement happen yeah, yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> In between the melody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what would be hilarious is if we both have jazz gigs tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we will. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. There's something I get uh, emotionally from the punk band that I don't get from jazz. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, like the the student of music that I am. Sure. Like I need like the jazz to keep expanding. Right. More of a like my mental, yeah, so I don't a, a mental stimulation. Either. Yeah. It Otherwise, like- all these interests. Seems like the punk thing would be more of a visceral response. Um, yeah, like because it's more of a, it's more of a performance. Oh, it's an overall performance, and I'm singing in that, you know. So oh, okay. I'm not a jazz singer, uh, but I've honed my vocals so I can at least do one style mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, um, but. Yeah, so so there. I mean, so so there's the lyrical aspect of punk. That's that's you know, jazz lyrics are horrible. Yeah, most of them aren't great. There's a couple tunes I like, but most of them suck. Yeah, but like you, but I mean, the cool thing about punk lyrics is I can talk about whatever I want. Yeah, right. We have a song about how everyone who drives a BMW is an asshole. Okay, what part of town are you living in right now? Uh, Burbank, close to Glendale. <laughs> There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have a song about how I washed all my socks with my green bed sheet and now all my socks are green. That's, uh, yeah, that's important. Yeah. So, like. No, but you know what? I, <laughs> I think that's just as. Um, I think that is equally as relevant as hearing Taylor Swift talk about love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like that's equally as relevant. Like that's basically what you're offering the world, Taylor Swift. Nobody cares. What are you, 15, 16, when you wrote your first hits? 
Yeah. Uh, you don't know anything about the world. Yeah, yeah. Shut what up. do you know about life? Like, you yeah. don't know anything. Just right. shut up. So, exactly. Yeah. So like, uh, this is this is like what the rest of us go yeah, through. Yeah. Right. right. This <laughs> is what I think about. Like, oh, you some boy didn't look at you or whatever. Yeah. Like, All right. All right. Now I got to buy yeah. new socks. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. No socks now. Um, yeah. So that, that's a, that's what I. That, that's that's kind of like more my attachment is that the way you write those songs is so much different than how you write a jazz song. Sure. Right. Cause jazz song is, you know, you're creating imagery through the melody and the harmony and the textures and stuff like that. Oh, Whereas is that how it works? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, someone, Damn it. Someone, someone yeah. might be able to do that. <laughs> hmm. And the punk song is more about like the message and how you're getting, you know, and just driving it home. Right. And uh, not, you know, and not taking yourself too seriously. Do you, um, right, that's the anti-jazz. Yeah. The jazz you listen to, it is it pretty punk in nature? No, I mean, like, to be quite honest, like, I used to listen to a lot more jazz than I do now. Uh-huh. I kind of feel like I've heard it, you know, like we've <laughs> talked about. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. It's all you know the same. what I mean? Like, I mean, like, and it's not to say I don't ever listen to it. I do put it on. I do enjoy it. But like when, when you're like just getting into it, when it first starts to click, like man, I like you just want to submerge yourself in that sure. music. But I think that's also because you're trying to figure it out. Right, because yeah, like, there's this mystery of like how do you? Do yeah, that? and there's like this challenge there. Yeah. Like, no, 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 this isn't gonna win. Right. Um, and so you're just obsessed with it, trying to learn it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think like now that I've gotten to the point, um, not that I'm so good at it or anything, but like, I'm just like not as interested in learning it because I feel like I've gotten as far as I'm going to get with jazz. Okay. Right. I mean, like I'm not trying to be Matheny and right. make that my thing. It just, you know, so I'm satisfied with how I play <laughs> all right, all right. or not. I mean, yeah. I the only person I've had on the podcast has ever said that. Actually, no, I take that back completely. I'm, I've accepted that I will never be satisfied. <laughs> okay, it's okay. more that. Right. <laughs> well, welcome back to the rest of us. Yeah. 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 No, it's more like, yeah. 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 I'm going to be, I'm going to play like this forever. Um, and I'm fine with that. Cause <laughs> You know, I can get better and still make the same seventy-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, whole other conversation. Whole other conversation. Yeah. Because um, I don't know who I was talking to it about it with, but we were talking about that things about how like gig pay hasn't gone up much, uh, if any, and it's like, you know, as cost of living goes up and we still get paid the same, that means mm-hmm. our personal market value is going down. Right. But we're getting better. Yeah, right. So like you told me that five years ago, I remember hearing you say Yeah, no, that's that's been my rant forever. <laughs> it's been my rant forever. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh and dark. I mean it's super dark. Right. It's like really dark. I mean, but I mean, yeah, I I I, I think like I've decided because of that, you know, I do my college job. Yeah. Like, I make my money elsewhere. Sure. The music is supplemental, but I, you know, it, it's too stressful to just rely on that. I mean, your college job is MI, though, so yeah. it's not, uh, you know, you're not teaching sociology or something. Oh no, 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 no. yeah. Um, and I mean, and I, the way you are. 
I've uh, narrowed the stuff I teach there, so I don't have to do any of the boring stuff like history. <laughs> what do you uh, What are you teaching over there? I'm teaching. Uh, I teach like guitar technique, guitar reading, um, songwriting, and production classes. Uh, now, how do you ensembles and stuff like that? How do you go about teaching production? Um, now, well, it's it's that's more like how to get around the software. Okay. Yeah, like like so you're a teaching a lot of like plugins or compressors. Yeah, or... yeah, just like what that stuff does. Like you know, okay. when, when someone's new to that, you don't know what any of that does yeah. or how what the parameters are. Right. I don't need that. Or even how to get like a mix sounding good, like you know, panning and. I don't know any of that stuff. Like that's <clears throat> that's a that's a lane I chose where like. I'm going to leave that to guys that do that. Right. When I need that, I'll talk to those guys who have, they've obsessed about that stuff as much as I've obsessed about bass right. strings or like, you know, some three notes that Ron Carter played or something. I'm going to leave it to them. I don't, yeah. I, I'm well, you, out you, you of the conversation. You got to, yeah. you kind of have to choose like what you're going to ignore. I've, I've ignored gypsy jazz and flamenco. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, gotta, right. you get like, like you can't do everything, right? Sure, sure. And I, I, I'm pretty inspired. I mean, those are, by those are interesting weed outs. You know, like those are interesting things to weed out. Well, they're, they're just so different than anything else. Like you really like those two things to me as a guitar player would be like you really have to go all in on those yeah. two styles. Where like you know, like the other stuff, you're gonna need a leather vest. Crossover. Yeah, there's some crossover between blues and country and. Of course, and, uh, jazz and blues and like everything has like a little overlap, but like that that stuff is so specific. Like with gypsy jazz, you're copying one guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but same could be said for bebop. Yeah, because I mean, really, Django yeah. still was copying bebop. Django was. Isn't that, that's what. I, no, the other that's way around. It's got to really? be the other way. Django was in the twenties. I thought he was in the 30s. Like or maybe mid the 30s. to late 30s. Isn't Bebop 40s? Uh, I think it started. I mean, I know it started earlier than that. Than that. Yeah. But I felt like it was just the Bebop influence when it got to France. And that's why their thing is a little bit different. Uh, you know, but it's still just like Bebop. A lot of those lines. Uh, it's, uh, there's, it's a little different, though. There's, there's, yeah, it's less, not, there's less harmonic. Uh, yeah context than you'd think right and the i mean the tempos are pretty happening but like you know minor swing has a lot less chord changes than uh any substitution that right. did you know yeah or, and or, or just a blues right um anyhow um that one and then flamenco is like the, the to technique is totally different like they're going backwards and this uh, is a guy that's own set of techniques do you play classical at all yeah Okay. I'm not like amazing, but I, I've, I've played classical gigs. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, I've kind of like used the classical stuff more to develop my right hand than trying to be a classical guitar player. Right. But uh, um, yeah, I, so, but I had, you know, I could do that. Like if I had to, I could do a classical gig. I could do a country gig. Like I've okay. trained myself on all these. I could not do a flamenco gig. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, that's, all the other styles you you spoke of, those are all American mm. 
those are, you know, jazz, blues, country. That's all the root is blues and it's all American music. Right. The flamenco and the other stuff like that's you got to get into the culture and understand the language of it all. Like, right. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much work. That. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I forget. We were talking about something before that. but uh, We were talking about what you were teaching at MI. Oh, yeah. Music and production and how you... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, like, so so that kind of stuff. Like, But, you know, like it's not just production. It's songwriting and production. So I'm helping them, like, kind of... Like, so some, some students come in and don't know, like, how to make what a chorus is. They don't know what that means. Right, they're pretty inexperienced. Um, then other times it's just like, oh yeah, sounds like MI. Huh? I said sounds like MI. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but Next. yeah, but <laughs> but that that's the thing. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of the music I've heard that's really, really contemporary. It sounds like it was made in the studio instead of like there's a piece of music that was brought in. And then they produced this song versus like kind of building it in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that's what I try to actually enlighten the students to is like this other way, because they're only used to writing into their DAW, into right. their program, right? And so you get everything's eight bars long, right, everything's exactly. one chord per bar, like four bar loops, right? right? So I try to get them, hey, you know, there's such thing as a two, four bar that can extend the form or... right. Like this section could be nine bars or, or the first verse is seven and hits the chorus faster. Yeah. Like, so I, that's the kind of stuff that I, I try to like turn them on to like these other things that they'll never think of because logic is just like, here's a four bar loop. Here's a four bar loop. Right. Here's a template. Um, so right. what do you do? Do you do you take them to like old records and have them listen to old records? Yeah. Um, that, that's some of the classes is like going, uh, you know, through periods, going through different genres listening to the evolution of the music is, you know, mm-hmm. like they've only heard things from the past 20 years or you get, we have a lot of Chinese students that they didn't get American music until about 20 years ago. Oh, wow. So they've never heard of like anything before 2000. Right. Like, so I, I get to sit there and watch people listen to smells like teen spirit for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how, cool. how, how does it go over? How what do they, they do? love it? Really? Well, mo- yeah, most of them love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had the occasional person that didn't get it, and then later on, like a- after they heard more and more like rock style, they would start to like. Then they'd go back and start to understand it. But that's pretty cool. To, like these songs that we've heard all the time our whole lives to watch people like hear that for the first time in their yeah, life. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like adults too, not just like kids that are it's being played at them, but like, you know, adults that are, you know, making their own decisions and deciding what they like already. So it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see that kind of stuff. Have you had that uh, kind of experience yourself? Like I know for me, the older I get, the more I go back and check out older stuff in yeah. 10 years, I'm just going to be obsessed with Bach. And then I'm, just, I'm done, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, exactly. I'll probably get into chance and then, uh, and then I and then I die. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely the older I've gotten, the more accepting I've become of things. Like when I was younger, I'd be like, I will never listen to this. This is if it's not this, I don't like it. So like, sure. I, I've I've definitely like become more tolerant. Even like even the stuff that I 
the modern pop, like I can find things I like in there, even if I'm like, wow, that was really hard to write those four chords, you know, but I can be like, wow, this production is awesome. Or like, I can appreciate like the vocal tone they got and sure. stuff like that. I, I've tried to listen to music in a more accepting manner. Um, because like, you know, it, it's really easy to like, just, ugh, it's not, I hate this. I hate this. It's really easy to like, but somebody likes it. And I, I like the, the uh, kind of getting to the bottom of like, what is the appeal of something I don't like? Right. But why does someone like this? Yeah. Like, what are you hearing or where are you coming from within yourself? Like, I'm interested in the relationship too, of why somebody would <clears throat> be drawn to something that I have, um, no interest in and let's take like reggaeton for interest mm-hmm. for like i i don't care i don't yeah. care i understand it you play one like okay i like the beat i'm done right but i mean there's people that love this stuff right. and like with the exception of dancing what are you getting out of this and there's better music to dance to um so so with that like i this is interesting i went out with a girl that spoke no english recently nice very hot so, <laughs> Google Translate is my wingman. Okay. <laughs> but she was like, she was, she like was making me listen to the reggaeton stuff in the car. Super into it, right? Like you know, dancing. I'm, a, I'm, stuff. A, I'm assuming she's Latin. She's from Venezuela. Okay. Um. And so yeah, like so she's listening to this, and like I don't, you know, I don't, I understand like one out of every twenty words that's going by. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, she programs the station into my car radio. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally going back to this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it was the same thing. I was like, all right. So like I, she was connecting so much to this music. I'm trying to figure out like what it is, you know, some of it's cultural. Like if I think a lot of it's culture, the disconnect for me is like, I didn't understand what was being said. And so There's if I'm going to listen to dance music, I'm going to listen to something that I can understand. But also you can also, I mean, you can listen to it as just a melody line and not mm-hmm. even like if you if you think that words don't exist, like, OK, now it's just a melody line and I can listen to this as instrumental stuff. That's how I go. That's where I go when I listen to lyrics in foreign languages is I just I don't even I don't care. Right. So like I yeah, don't care what they're saying. Brazilian tune. Like that yeah. could be beautiful. You can enjoy that and not know what's being right. said. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to try to figure it out. Um, I think there's less, you know, for our uh, our educated minds, there's a lot less going on harmonically and melodically in that than right. You have nothing to think about. Yeah, you have to like, but it's no different than like, you know, the funk music. Like, okay, (laughs) James Brown has soul and he's super bad. That's the song. Which are kind of two different ideas, having soul and being super bad. (laughs) I don't know if they're really linked. (laughs) So I can't think about it too much before I find holes in James Brown's story. Right. (laughs) But there's not a lot lyrically happening there. It's just about this groove and about the dance of Hmm. it all. Um, And for them, that's their culture. So maybe they don't care about the lyrics either. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, if if I wonder, I wonder if you're hearing that James Brown song in ancient Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> if you would understand, you know, if, if, would, yeah. <laughs> if it would hit the same way. Right, right. right. 
So yeah, right. I, you th- you think some old timer named Ezekiel is super bad? I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. maybe he is. Maybe he's the original super bad. You never know. But uh, I don't know if the, some <laughs> Hebrew scholar is gonna be super bad. He might have soul. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's the whole vibe, you know. Like, I guess it, that's the thing. Is like with James Brown, it's the whole vibe. Like, yeah, the whole his his whole thing was part of it. Yeah, it I mean, just his, the song. No, it was his whole uh, kind of character, right? Which so, wasn't a character; it was very much him. But so maybe Daddy Yankee's got the same thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long has she been in the states? Uh, this Venezuela. Six months, maybe. Okay. Okay. Oh, does she like American music? Like, did you go the other way and see how she responded to American music? I try. I wanted to. I wanted to play her like some of my stuff to see how that would go, but she was not having it. It was just Daddy Yankee. All right. So you were just just done with the date. Like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going well. I'm going to play punk. That'll, That'll close it out. I did send her some voice to men because she wanted to hear me sing. So I can kind of crush end of the road in the right key. Really? Yeah. And so she was into that. Like, so she didn't really understand what I was saying, but she, and I, I doubt she even knew the song, but yeah, that's the thing without, without context, especially yeah, on that, really. like boys to men. Like, <laughs> did you watch the documentary on them? There's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, I got to watch this. I or or maybe it was some uh, other documentary that they were a part of. But huh. I thought it was about them. I gotta watch this. I love that band. And I don't know what happened to the like. There was there was only three guys now. I think one of the dudes. So, yeah, out. they fired the low talking guy. Was he the one with the cane? Yeah, they, okay. he got fired. Um, just probably because he only grew up too fast. Like he became a man. Stood around and just said the thing, and you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but dude, that's the anchor. Yeah, like, that why are we paying this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been those three guys for for a while, but I mean, not, not that they're like coming out with new stuff. They're they're one of those acts that like you can go to Vegas and see. But right, I think that's what they were doing, or some kind of reunion tour. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of those. Um, a friend of mine like just picked up the gig with Helmet. Oh wow! And I'm like, what? They're still around? Like, I haven't yeah. heard of that band in 20 years. But like, um, a lot of those bands are like, you know, like. The band without anyone in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Rainbow Dead is still a band. Right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know how many of the original guys. I think there's like an original like a uh, drummer is still in it. Right? It was just somebody that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about that stuff. Um, what are you listening to these days? <laughs> uh, <laughs> NPR. Uh, sports talk radio. Yeah, nice. When I get out of when I get out of teaching, like I just don't want to hear music anymore. Yeah, I get it. I get um, it. Yeah, no, I, it's kind of not a good thing. I don't encourage anyone to be like me. But yeah, I've, I've like lost like the passion of listening to music. I like playing it, but and, and it's not like I don't like listening to. It. I, I listen to a bunch of punk stuff. I, I try to chase down all the new stuff that comes out from the bands that I like that have been around forever. Um, and I'll, I'll come across some new stuff that I'm like super into, but I don't know. It's, it's not the same as it used to be for me. 
And it's for kind of sad. I, 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 feel bad I agree. No, yeah. I know. I, I've, I've been there and, and I'm still kind of there. What changed the game for me was getting into vinyl. Uh, and then that changed how I pick up new music. I actually have to go to the record store and I'm actually looking through records and it's way different than just like sitting and scrolling through, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something on my computer like that changed the game for me because getting into and, and with that you're listening to the whole thing right yeah like you've you've invested money <clears throat> yeah. in this thing so you're gonna check out everything right yeah. i Both think sides, that, that's yeah. a bummer to me about the new way to consume music that most people get is it's just like i like this song okay now i like this song right But that goes back to what we said about the consumer and the Amazon thing. Like you're curating this playlist of only what specifically you want to hear. Right. But I, 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 my whole life, even now I listen to the whole album, even like the songs I don't like as much. I'll listen to as much as the songs I like better. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's part of it. You know, like I like the whole journey, like being someone that releases albums still, it's like, There's a whole process and like that part fascinates me, the whole thing, not just like, okay, because like there's a lot of people that have made one really good song. Yeah. You know, but just being like doing all of it is is hard, you know, and I wish people would appreciate how hard it is to make an album, how hard it is to write a bunch of songs. It's and so much time. I mean, it's years. How long it takes. Yeah. I mean, it's years, you know, whatever this eighth you're working on your eighth record right that's what you said yeah Yeah. so i mean this eighth record took from when you were born it's every influence you've listened to all the experience of the seven records before it exactly yeah every record takes you however old you are it took you that long Mm -hmm. to put together that's insane and like people like yeah i just don't like this one asshole like (laughs) 38 years worth of work yeah 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so I appreciate that about like people, especially I love bands that have been around for a long time, even though like when no one cares about them anymore. Okay. Cause like, like, you know, most bands they get, they achieve their level of success and then they disappear. Sure. Right. But, but they're still around. Like most of the bands are still around. Cause like mm-hmm. there'll still be some people that'll come see him sure but like yeah it's kind of cool to hear like what do they okay now that the pressure of like having to release like hits and hits are over like what did you really want to do yeah right because that's what you're hearing <laughs> right or yeah. or they're just regurgitating the old stuff because or that's they're what trying sells. To, yeah rekindle their their yeah. fan base right um, i mean like how many what's i can't think of one so what Maybe you can. What would be a, a band from like, let's say, at least twenty years ago, that has released something new? Oh, that you're just like, oh wow, that's that they're that's that great. they're still actively, you know, releasing new material and they're still being creative and not just playing the hits to right. go get a paycheck. Um, like a band that people would know about, or yeah, well, yeah, sure. Um. What's the opposite of what Metallica is doing? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see their documentary? Uh, how, they have a bunch. Yeah. So I've seen uh, I, I watched one not that long ago. Was it the one where they were uh, fighting with each other? They were like in therapy. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah, great. Some kind of monster. That's what that's called. Yeah, that's, okay. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Like, that, that's real, though. Like, what I loved about that was like, that was real. Like, those yeah. guys, like, that's what it's like to be in a band. It's like right. to hate the other people. Sure. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, Cur- I never with that band, band. Uh, notwithstanding. But yeah, I mean, like, but that was cool because, like, that's the process. Like, especially like, process, like yeah. those guys, like, they're stuck together because yeah. you know they're you know so you know. I when mean, you their have whole that world level, depends on it. They have to go out and work with these people, right? And do interviews and say good things and be in the, uh, be in the studio and work out ideas with right, each yeah. other. And they're so so like they're they're in a different situation. I'm trying to think of the opposite of that because like they're stuck because they have to keep coming out with material. Like they're not like they're not free because people are going to demand certain things from them. Right. But uh, like so, so like the, the bands I'm talking about are like going to be bands that people don't know. There's a band called Propagandi that started off in the '90s, which is like you know just like a kind of a no FX rip off band. That has become like it's basically progressive punk rock. There's odd meter. It's like incredibly intricate music. Okay. Um, it's like some of the most fascinating stuff. Like some of this, I'm so into it. Is uh, it? Is it? Um, I don't know. I would think kind of over the top academic, like Meshuggah. That's how I careful. think of them. Uh, but also, but like, it's not, yeah, yeah, yes, so like, in a way, in a way. But the thing that it's still grounded in that there's like these melodies in there that like, okay, like there's songs that you want to, you want to sing. Oh, wow. Okay. Sing along to. Right. So I think that's the difference is that Meshuggah, like that, that stuff like that, that's still eluding me in a way. I'm trying, like, like I said, I try to appreciate everything. Meshuggah is still a hard one for me. I still don't really get it. Mm-hmm. But like with, with 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 this other band, like one of the songs aren't typically as long as that, so that like that's kind of part of it. Yeah. Um, and like the odd meter is not in there just to be in there, right? Like I didn't even notice like until I got like, have the uh, they have like transcription books, right? This oh wow! Um, and you don't even, I didn't like until I see it. I'm like, oh, I didn't like because I don't sit there and analyze it. I just <laughs> listen to the songs, right? Right. And so until I look at what it is, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even realize it was doing all those meter changes because they feel natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But so it's not like they're just like intentionally throwing them in just to be, you know, like uh, pretentious about it. But it's just like or or whoever transcribed it went to Berkeley. Like, dude, those are just just accents on a hi-hat. That's not one, you idiot. They actually like these books are cool because they work with actual bands. Like oh, okay. the bands themselves don't know how to uh, how to write this stuff out. But sure. we've actually had some. Uh, there's a, the, a another really good band is called Strung Out, and they've come because uh, I teach a punk class at MI, and they've a couple of those guys have come in and I've shown them their stuff, like written out of sheet music, and they're just yeah. like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, like that's our song if you say so so teaching a uh, teaching a punk class is that a lot of the history of the music no no these are like performance classes so okay. i just choose songs and they just perform them but then we gotta you know we gotta because it's an academic environment we do have to make like notated charts yeah for it so um yeah it's kind of kind of interesting because it's like you know bands themselves would never write down what they did but right I mean, no. it's, it's a, some of the stuff is like, it's, it's not easy to play. Um, and, uh, it's really, it's challenging. It's hard music. Man. Uh, what is the name of that? I'm thinking, uh, what there's some Beatles tune. 
there's like really if you look at it it automatically becomes difficult <laughs> um, okay. huh. there's like some meter changes in there what is the name of that song I want to say like something like we can work it out has has stuff like that okay now, now I'm thinking through that song I don't think it's that one I had to play it for like some video thing uh, last Christmas or no it had to do with the new year I don't know it had to do with the new year or newness Huh. Can't think of it. I'm a big fan. I can't think of it. Yeah, oh, I, I know. I like, I remember when I thought we can work it out is like got like stuff you would not expect was in there because it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Here comes the sun. Oh yeah, that's got some weird. <laughs> that that ending. Da, 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 yeah, there's some like that thing at the end. Your meter in there. Yeah. And so like I remember looking at it and like really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. Like I would have never. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. I get it now. But, but like, that's a, to me, that's how you do it right, right? Yeah. If you're writing like weird stuff and you and you can't hear it when you're listening to it because it doesn't sound weird, then that's how you use. That I think that's the right. thing. You write to the phrase, not phrase to the right. time signature. Right. Which is yeah. you know getting back to the digital kind of aspect is like that stuff was never going to happen because that's hard to go program your grid. Yeah. <laughs> in the well, program. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean uh, the the record I just did has a bunch of mixed meter and odd meter, um so no click. Let's just go. Oh yeah, I gotta hear. I gotta hear your record. Yeah, I gotta finish oh, it. <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, it's not done. I mean, it's done. It's recorded. It's recorded. Oh. I just have to, you know, uh, do some like slight editing on like maybe cutting out a breath from the bass clarinet, you know, or just some. Basically, hey, maybe I don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it gets worse. <laughs> Bass clarinet vibes. Uh, wow. are, are you playing those tunes? I've played your tunes with you before. Are you um, playing any of those? I like your songs. Your songs are awesome. I don't remember actually. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember what I brought to the gig that we played. Mm. Um. Yeah, I just had to get it done, man. And I'm sure you know what it means. You just have to like get this thing out of you. You have to get it right. out of your soul, off your mind. And then mm-hmm. it was so cathartic after I got done recording it. In my mind and emotionally, I was done with it. Yeah, that's it was the, hard out. Part. the hard part is after you're done recording. And that's where I'm at. Like, I feel like it's done because it's out of me now. Yeah. But it's like nobody knows it exists. Right. That's that, yo, by far the hardest part. I'm in like the black hole of the recording process right now. Like emotionally, I've processed it, right? But the thing isn't really realized. Wait, wait till you start listening to mixes, then you'll no. really start to hate your own music. <laughs> <laughs> you mean even more? Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Oh, yeah, because not only like are you unhappy with the mix, you're also like sick of the song. <laughs> right, right, right. Ugh, I'm gonna have to listen to myself solo a bunch. That's yeah, gonna be yeah. terrible. That's gonna be terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I went through that with Dan's record recently, and I did all the arrangements for it for the most part. I think Lyman did one, but um, yeah, just hearing hearing it over and over and over. It's a little different when it's someone else's too, because like it's not as you're not as like invested. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when it's my stuff, like every anything like that is not completely perfect makes me uh, shiver. <laughs> with, his, with his it's like yeah this is cool like it sounded better it was easier to do my point is it was easier to do someone else's sure than your own of course 
Yeah, there's but, there's a buffer. There's a buffer. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Um, so remind me the name of the new record that's coming out. The new record is going to be called The Violation of Terms and Conditions. Violation. What's, uh, do you guys have a website that uh, will have information about it? www.getouttm.com. <laughs> That's part of the, you wrote it in there. The website. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Dude, dude, thanks so much. This was this. fun. Thanks yeah, for man. having me. Yeah, then let me know when the record comes out. We'll uh, have you back on. Probably like two years. All right. <laughs> <laughs>